0: Create Out Loud is brought to you by Anchor.fm. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast so you can, yes, create out loud. It's free. They give you tools so you can record easily on your phone or your computer. They'll distribute the podcast for you. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started. Because, yeah, I want you to create out loud. Hey everyone, welcome back to Create Out Loud with me, and John Loudon. I'm really glad you're here. On this show, we invite the world's most interesting, dynamic, and groundbreaking creatives to get vulnerable about their creative journey and to share the lessons they learned along the way so that you too can have a deep and fulfilling creative life. And this week we're talking to me. It's me and you. Yes, it's time for another solo episode. And this week is one of my very favorite subjects, such a favorite subject. I wrote an entire book about it. And this is a specific twist on it, which of course is about the creative life. Let's dive in. Why bother to create in the first place? That's the title of my last book, Why Bother? Discover the Desire for What's Next. It's a lot about the creative process, but it's also about the bigger questions of life and dispelling despair and what do we do in these inevitable and normal moments in life when we find ourselves feeling in different ways and levels of intensity, why bother? And that can be why bother to make our marriage better, our health better, or our work life better. And it's certainly for creatives can be, why bother to create? Maybe you've had some failure or disappointment, or you've had projects start and then sputter out on you. Or maybe you feel like the world is just so full of cynicism and nihilism and noise that you don't know how your work would be seen. And even if it was, matter would it make a difference when there's so much pain. Many countries, especially the United States, but other countries, too, are experiencing an incredible amount of cynicism and lying over and over again in our politicians and around the coronavirus and vaccinations, the complete disruption of our life over and over again with the pandemic, the feeling of, why aren't we out of this yet? And that's especially true for um, women, caregivers, mothers. And then we add climate change, and we add one of the most intense summers, well, the most intense weather summer on record. And if you don't think that those things aren't in the room with you when you're creating and making you feel small and insignificant, well, you're wrong. They are. None of us live in a vacuum. We are incredibly social networked creatures, and we are taking all of that into consideration, and it can give us a great big case of why bother. I want to normalize any feelings of why bother, whether they're here for you right now in your creative life or have been in the past and might be in the future. Hopefully, I didn't just give you a really big case of why bother. What I'm trying to do, first and foremost, is help you realize that the first thing we have to do is acknowledge and normalize what we're feeling. When we don't, when we push it under the rug, or we make it all about us, or that we're the only ones experiencing this, and we forget about all of these influences and possibilities, not to mention personal trauma, um, you know, people in our past who told us we suck as creatives, all of those stories, I could go on and on, right? All of this is in the stew in different ways for each of us, and the first step, the first step to get peace with it, to get some space with it, to get some different perspective with it is to say, this is where I am. This is how it is right now. This is how it is right now. A really simple, powerful practice is to grab a piece of paper or your journal and write down, what do I know about how it is right now with my motivation for my creative work, with my why? What do I know? What do I notice about this why bother? The reason why it's really useful to do it in writing is that seems to bring it into your executive function and give you some distance and some ability to remember that you do have agency. So that's one suggestion of something that might help you begin to get your arms around. This is how it is right now, but not from a perspective of writing about what you're going to change about it or fix. And please try to stay out of self-blame or what you've done wrong to get here, or the opportunities you blew, or what you should have already done by now. Please just, if that starts to come, just skip down the line and start again. Another thing you want to do when you find yourself and Why Bother, even if it's just for an afternoon, even if it's just for a day, or if it's for a month, or it's been for this entire pandemic, is to realize and remember, not just intellectually, but with your heart, that you're not alone. We tend to forget that we are part of humanity and we are having a human experience that right this very moment is being shared by so many other people. And if we think about history, oh my gosh, how many creatives have you read about, have you watched movies about, TV shows, poems about being in their own dark night of the soul, their own lost period, their own fallow period, their own why bother? Of course you have. But to connect it in the moment when you're suffering, connect it in the moment when you're sure you'll never want to work again or never want to put your work out there and market it and spread the word about it. You'll make it, but who cares if it ever gets seen or heard or appreciated or bought. That, that's the key. I, for one, have been there so many times I had to write a book about it. (laughs) You're not alone. Imagine us walking together through The place that you find yourself or the no place that you find yourself. I can also promise you I've had the why bother conversation with so many people about their work. I have lost track. But don't take my word for it. Reach out to some of your creative friends. If you're a member of my community, the Oasis, come on the forum and and ask others, when was your last why bother moment? What did it feel like? What did you think? Do a little investigating of people in your network and help yourself realize that you are not alone in this. And in fact, I believe that if we decide there's something wrong with us or our work or our talent or our drive, when we lose our purpose, our focus, our motivation, we take ourselves out of the very thing that is going to fuel our next creative growth spurt, our next project, our next deepening of our craft and our curiosity. One of the key functions of being an artist is to go into the lost realm, the in-between, the betwixt between, the liminal and hang out there and wait. Now, this, I would say, is in fact the essential human act that we all have to do, and that's the point I made in my book, but let's make it specific to our creative process. We have to be able to hang out here without knowing, and when we try to know too soon, when we try to solve it with our intellect, when we try to force our next project We often end up with something that's very shallow or unsatisfying or that we can't find the desire to finish. Our culture does not invite this. So if you feel like I'm telling you to be a sloth, that's because the story of our culture is ever upwards, ever faster. GDP, growth is the only thing we measure. Did you make more money this year? Did you sell more of this? Did you get better at this? And and not that there's not wonderful things in some of that, but it doesn't reflect the actual rhythm of our lives or our souls or our hearts and certainly not the rhythm of creative work. I'm not denying that we live in a capitalist world. I have to make a living. And there's many times when I've had to kind of force myself to keep making stuff so that I could make enough money to pay all the bills. But I think when we do it from a place of, oh yeah, I gotta somehow hump it out, but I don't really have it. So how can I do something different? Or how can I compensate? Or who can I lean on? Or what could I change up? Versus I gotta hump it out to make a living, but there's something wrong with me that I'm not loving it. And then it's not springing from my entire being fully formed and amazing day after day. There's just a ridiculous amount of pressure and it's completely unrealistic and it will make the why bother deeper, darker, because you feel so wrong because you're not inspired all the time. Nobody is inspired all the time. The other thing that happens when we don't allow ourselves to be here, to settle in here, to get curious without trying to fix anything or figure anything out or even fill up our creative well yet, because that even can be a source of pressure and pushing, what begins to happen is What is so natural and what we have so missed as a culture and as creatives in this culture, which is the question of why bother has two sides. It has the side of why bother, which we're all intimately familiar with, even if we don't ever use those words. And then it has the other side. Why bother? What do I really care about next? What do I have to let go of, whether it's a dream or a desire or a goal or a project? What do I need to rediscover? That's the in-between place. We don't settle there and let it unfold and let ourselves truly find what is calling us. And we don't do that for a lot of reasons that are very, very real. Taking care of children and elderly parents and making a living, being working creatives that have to churn out the work. But we also don't do it for very interior reasons. Usually it's because we don't trust anything else is going to come. We're afraid there isn't something more, more alive, fresh, satisfying, exciting. And so we don't settle here. We don't hang out. We either keep bouncing between different projects, not finishing things, not getting deep into them, staying on the surface, or going back to familiar methods or projects or colors or characters or whatever your medium, or not working at all and getting more and more depressed. And the not working is okay if we're hanging out in the question of really listening to and settling into not knowing and asking, what do I want to bother about? Because we're so afraid that if we really settle, we really pause and we really ask what is calling me next, we won't hear anything or we won't find the desire and the energy to go forward. This is a very human fear. Again, I have seen it in so many of my students and clients and so many times in myself. I'm not just asking you to hang out in the void and do nothing. Well, I kind of am. <laughs> lots of aimless walks. There's lots of lots of other things you can do. Clearly, the journaling exercise I mentioned is something you can repeat. Being with a community that helps you feel less alone, whether that's a community of one or a larger community or different communities is really useful and calming and healing. You can also notice and pay tribute to your lineage, your lineage of creatives in your field, in your discipline, but all of creatives that have helped you become you. And by tribute, I mean, maybe you start a list of all of the artists and writers and painters and movie makers that have affected you. You could do it as a wall in your studio office space. You could do it as a journal. You could do it as a scrapbook or an art journal. You could do it as a a document or a spreadsheet if you're more of a digital creator. Not to force anything, but just to remember wow, I am part of this lineage and I will be part of it again. Another move I've seen for creatives that works really well during why bother periods is to pick something you can truly suck at and embrace it. Something you will never share, never try to get good at, never show to anybody, never try to sell. For me, that's making art. For you, it might be square dancing, it might be knitting, it might be coding, but completely out of your wheelhouse. And for you multi-passionates that have a million different things that you do, I'm not saying go learn a new thing and buy a bunch of supplies, pick up something you haven't done for a while, or pick up something that has like no weight to it. It has no like, I've got to be good at this. Maybe it's cross stitch or um, junk journaling, something that's just for you to bring in that sense of play. Because one of the definitions of play, which is one of the reasons we create, my friends, that we can lose sight of, especially in these difficult times, is we do it for its own sake. And that's great if we can bring that into our main disciplines. It's fantastic. Intrinsic motivation and a sense of play really help flow states and they help us keep going when the going gets tough. But that's too much to ask when we're in a real deep dip of why bother? Who gives a poop? But instead, we can say, hey, maybe I can teach my dog to catch a Frisbee. There's no point to that, but it would be fun. Another thought for those of you who are sharing your work, selling your work, working consistently and feeling this sense of why bother, but also, oh, holy shit, I've got to keep doing it start to question, do I have to keep doing it the way I'm doing it? At the pace, at the intensity, in the commercial model that I am. Now, this is very frightening. And I know I have struggled with this many times over my over my years of creating. But I also know that every time I'm willing or <laughs> the moment presents itself, to question the way I think it has to be done. Usually means I'm following someone else's rules, which usually means I'm getting farther and farther in some realm of my work or promoting my work from my core why I bother, what I care about. So look for ways that maybe you're feeling stale or old about how you work, about how you promote the work. I'll give you a kind of silly example that happened to me recently. I was banned and my account on Instagram was deleted. And the best thing we can figure out is because I used the word vagina on an Instagram live. Everything that you get banned from Instagram for, we've never done anything even remotely near any of those things like buying followers or DMing all your followers or anything like that. Clearly no pornography unless you consider pornography the word vagina. And we appealed and we appealed and we never heard a word and bye-bye. And my team is like, you got to get back on Instagram. It's really important. Be on social media. It's important for your business. And I'm like, hmm, that sounds like a rule. I want to take some time away from social media, which I've been doing, and really think about what do I really want to bother about when it comes to putting the word out, connecting with people, being in community. Where do I want to do it? I started on social media so early. I was an early adopter to Facebook and to Twitter, and it used to be really satisfying and fun, and I made some incredible friends and and met some incredible clients and students that way. But it hasn't been like that for a long time for me. And it may well be for you. So I'm not saying go quit social media. That's not the conversation. The conversation is something presented itself to me that made me realize, ah, do I want to bother about this anymore? And I offer this as a story to think about where you're assuming you have to keep doing things in a certain way. And again, it may not be about outwardly facing things. It might not be about making a living. It might be about how you're approaching your work or when you're working or how often, or how little, or how you're letting other people interrupt or distract you. I have found that in the past, I've fallen into why bother solely because I was not giving myself periods of concentrated work, including periods of pausing to be in the why bother, to investigate it, to accept it, to grieve it, and to see what little glimmers of desire are here and really pay attention to them. I would distract myself. I would ping. I would let alerts come in. I would let my phone be in my space. I would check email every 10 minutes. I'm sure you know that every time we're distracted or interrupted, it takes on average 23 minutes and 15 seconds to get back to where we were to get back into the concentration, into the work, into the thinking. And that is incredibly frustrating for our brain. If you're coming to the end of the day and you're full up with frustration and irritation, look at how often you're getting distracted or interrupted. I'm not saying you can get rid of all of them. But most of us can find at least 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half an hour that we can have uninterrupted, including no texts, no email pings, no moving GIFs off the corner of your screen, no news alerts, none of it. Even in the most crowded space, can you turn to the corner and put on your noise-canceling earphones and give yourself that time of concentration? Very healing for your brain and very important for all creatives, but especially if we're in a why bother time. I want to be really clear, you can both experience and cause why bother because you don't have concentrated time for your creative dreams and work but also because you're afraid it's never going to come next. You're never going to get the project finished or find something that satisfies you. So you keep distracting yourself and you can prolong that feeling of shallowness and scatteredness and why bother forever. One last idea. I mentioned a moment ago, flickers of desire. One of the reasons why we can get into, stay in, feel stuck, freaked out about why bother is because we're waiting for our next idea or project to announce itself like a marching band at the front door. Hello, I'm here. I'm fully formed. It's all going to work out perfectly. Come along. This is going to be so easy. And when we wait for that, What we do is we dismiss all the little flickers of ideas, little moments that interest us, an image, a thought, a possibility. We don't pay attention to them. We just dismiss them. We don't write them down. We don't sketch them. We don't take a picture of them, whatever your medium. And that is actually what's going to lead us out of Why Bother? Little by little, sometimes one little tiny idea is a tiny, tiny seed that is going to grow into that marching band. And sometimes it's not, but it's going to re-spark our desire to create, to care. Desire is our way out, but only if we lovingly honor and pay attention without putting pressure on those little flickers, those little seeds. It's not that you're going, oh my God, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? No, don't do that. Just go, oh, this is so fascinating. Suddenly I'm really interested in Belgian lace from the 18th century. What the heck? Or (laughs) I'm really interested, like Amy was in the episode, uh, a couple episodes back about sugaring and maple syrup. And what is sugar? That's what she's interested in learning next. But she's not like, I'm going to write a book about sugaring. I'm going to become the world's expert in sugaring. She's just following her curiosity. When we're in why bother, when we're feeling lost, desire is what animates us. It's what gives us energy in the first place. But when we try to decide or we put a lot of pressure on those little ideas and flickers, then we just... we just snuff them right out. Or of course, when we ignore them, we dismiss them because they don't make sense. We don't understand. What, what does that mean? <laughs> or The other thing I see people do is immediately go out and take a class in it and buy all the supplies for it. No, no, no. You don't have to do any of that. Just pay attention to it. Maybe Google it a little bit. Maybe think on it. What do I know about this? Why am I curious about this? Maybe just hold it in your heart. Clearly, I'm very passionate about this subject normalize it, explore it, settle, give yourself time with it, connect with others. And in fact, it would give me so much gratitude if you could share this episode in your creative network or with anybody that you know who might be experiencing Why Bother creatively or in life. And if you haven't picked up a copy of Why Bother, Discover the Desire for What's Next, you can get it in every form, including audio. I read it just as if we were on this podcast complete with laughter and tears. Or if you do have the book, can you share it with someone or share this podcast with someone who you know might be suffering or someone's? We want to know we're not alone. We want to normalize it. It dispels despair. And dispelling despair is one of the most powerful things we can be doing at this time in the world.